For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good afternoon, Zinger Nation. My name is Logan Ross, and this is Moon or Bust, your home for all things altcoins and DeFi. Live from Detroit, Michigan, today we'll be talking about the Poly Network hack and giving you an update on the crypto markets and the ongoing NFT mania. Uh, and then we'll be interviewing the co-creator of Axie Infinity, the biggest blockchain game in existence. Uh, so, so load up your MetaMask, get your popcorn, because it's about to go down. I am joined today by DeFi developer Brian Moore and Layer 2 enthusiast Ryan McNamara. How are you fellas doing today? Just dandy. Doing well. Got my ETH hat. Brian's got his ETH hat. Mm-hmm. It's just me that's missing it. Well, I'm super excited for today's episode. Uh, if anyone out there in the audience is also excited, let us know by smashing the like button right now. Uh, I see we only have eight likes. Let's see if we can get to 50 today. This is one. Of, this is a huge interview after all. Uh, so tell the YouTube algorithm that Moon or Bust is where it's at. Um, well, you are down there. Check out the description. The top link is the separate Benzinga Crypto YouTube channel where you can get all of the crypto clips exclusively. Also join the Telegram for a 25% off discount code on those sick ETH hats you see the boys wearing. As always, make sure to connect with us on Twitter. Uh, but with that out of the way, let's get started with the news. So Brian, you want to tell us about the Poly Network hack? <clears throat> yeah. Do we have another, can we do the, the other layout? So if you guys didn't know, the uh, Poly Network got hacked for about $60 million. And the, um, the hacker has now started slowly returning some of the funds, pretty much saying, hey, you need to get this secured, locked down, mm-hmm. and um, <clears throat> maybe I'll return it all. I don't know. If I had $60 million, $600 million, sorry, dollars, I would... Um, I don't know what I'd do in this in this case, but I don't think the money's important to him. What the money is from what it looks like and all the news I've seen, what's more important is making sure that everything's safe and um, secure, as opposed to you know someone being able to steal all this. It looks like it was from a um, a vulnerability where because it was cross chained mm-hmm. and um, you can you know do transactions on multiple different blockchains that's where he found the vulnerability and there was one certain clause and you can kind of find it in the github repo of polychain where if you uh anybody can call a cross-chain transaction but what what happens is in the header there is some metadata that allows you to prove that you're owner of this said transaction and you want all this stuff on this other thing that you own to cross mm-hmm. over. He pretty much got a hold of everything and brought it to his own wallet or, you know, multiple wallets, or whatever. He pretty much took all the money off those smart contracts and was able to easily just send it over to his own where he can control it. Now he's saying, Hey, this needs to be in a multi-sig. I will give some of it back or I'll give all of it back, but it needs to be secure and locked down. So it's a pretty big, you know, pretty big movement. I mean, it's the largest hack in DeFi history. And 
DeFi history is only like a couple of years old, but that's still a huge, huge deal. I don't know the legal re repercussions if you find a, a, a vulnerability and are and exploit it. Is that really illegal or is it you know just messing around with code? You know that that's that's the gray area. I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know. Did you guys even know about Poly Network before this hack? Because I, for one, did not. I did not. I have. A, I had a lot of people tell me that it was Polygon Network, but it, it, it's not. It is not the Polygon Network. It's the Poly Network, and I didn't. Nope. I didn't know it had six hundred million dollars in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, neither did I. Uh, so Brian, I kind of want to talk about what the exploit was once again. So when you're doing a cross-chain transfer, uh, so say you're going from from Ethereum to this Poly Network. Um, there's a smart contract on Ethereum that acts as like a lockbox. So you, you you put your funds in that lockbox, uh, and that uh, lockbox sends a, a a function call to another smart contract on the Poly network um, that gives you you know the same tokens that you locked up. Uh, and someone was able to exploit this lockbox. Uh, it, it was it didn't have multi-sig on it, or it did with only one signer. Um, so they were able to just open it up for everyone's funds. Um, you know, it's good to see that they're giving them back. Uh, Ryan, I saw that there was something on Twitter. A lot of people were saying that he bought an alien punk with the stolen funds. Can you tell <laughs> us if this is if this is true or not? No, no, that's fake news. So there's a crypto punk bot that said that the the alien punk was bought, and it, it said it was bought by the wallet that hacked the Poly Network. Uh, but yeah, that was just fake news. Just a joke. Okay, so it's right. kind of like the the sauces. Amazon yeah. buying. A, I mean, yeah. it would be smart for him to do that because then he would own some crypto punks that are super rare. I mean, at least you'd have something that way. He can't really spend that money outside of the DeFi ecosystem. So, I mean, might right. as well get some JPEGs. <laughs> exactly. That's what I That's right. Uh, so that is a great transition to our next segment on NFTs, uh, on those JPEGs. So does anyone want to fill us in on their JPEG pickups? Yeah, sure. I know Brian got a glue factory that he can talk about. I yesterday I picked up a board banana. So these <laughs> these have me pretty excited. Not so much for the actual banana that I got, uh, but this NFT will grant me access to a Siren of the Sea, which are some pretty cool NFTs coming out. It's a profile picture slash gaming NFT. Um, let me pull up OpenSea. I'll show you guys what they're all about. Um, but there's a bunch of different rarities, and actually the one I got. Uh, it grants me access to a special rare siren of the sea because my banana has a sticker on it. Well, while I pull this up, uh, Brian, do you want to give a little overview of this glue factory? I know that sounds pretty cool. I know you picked one up yesterday. Yeah. <clears throat> one of our other producers, Scott, pushed me on to it. And um, so it's a NFT project that they are creating a um, comedy animated series around. And I've actually now doing some more research. I've seen a few other... Um, NFT projects that are promising that hey we will once we hit this X number we will start on an animated series. But what uh, Glue Factory has done is they are actually creating it beforehand. Like they're trying to make it to where you are owning a piece of that cartoon, and hopefully it goes. Um, you know, ho hopefully it makes it to the big time. That that's their goal, and that's what their objective is. And the cool thing about it is there's a lot of really cool people involved in the glue factory uh project we have a lot of people um from really well-known comedy shows um on tv right now and in the past you got saturday night live uh, modern family all that all that kind of good stuff so there's a lot of potential to this project so can you guys see my screen yep mm -hmm. it's up there okay now. cool 
So yeah, the floor price is only 0.06, which is pretty low for 1,300 owners. Um, like I said in the last stream, that's something to look at because then you can see, you know, how many on average, how many NFTs does one owner own? Um, and with 1,300 owners, that's pretty good, especially considering there's only 4,000 items. I mean, most NFTs, they have 10,000 items. Um, you see Pudgy Penguins has like 4,000 owners out of that 10,000, so about 40%. Uh, this is a little bit over 30%, so it's really not bad. Um, but here you can see some examples. They have a bunch of different traits. They all look pretty rare, in my opinion. Um, but the value from these are coming from the ones with the stickers. So there's there's two types of stickers here. Uh, the ones without stickers, they grant you access to mint the uh, Siren of the Sea come, I think it's August 21st, so 10 days from now. Um, but the ones with the board banana stickers, those will get you access to a special skin on your uh, Siren of the Sea. And then there's also some board Ape Yacht Club stickers on some of these. So as you can see, they're going for more if they have the stickers on them because that grants you access to some rare NFTs in the future. Uh, the board Ape NFTs, that those don't give you a special skin, but they guarantee you get board Ape attributes on your Siren of the Sea. Uh, so that could be pretty cool as well. Uh, this is just one of the many I'm watching right now. Uh, Logan, do you want to update the crowd on Pudgy Penguins at all, or is that a little sore subject for the day? <laughs> uh, no, we, we could do it. So yesterday uh, I woke up. Uh, let, me, let me just fill, fill in some background if anyone hasn't uh, heard the, uh, my update on the story. So last I Thursday, Ryan tells me, hey, you should check out these, these Pudgy Penguins. I'm like, oh, okay, sure. These, these guys, they look rare. Seems rare. They look cute. Uh, so I picked one up for 0.17 ETH. Uh, kind of irresponsible, just threw 500 bucks at it as a YOLO play. Uh, and then yesterday morning, I woke up and the price floor was 1.5 ETH. So I'm over, uh, um, close to 10xing my ETH. I had offers sitting on it for over an ETH, but now the price floor ha has corrected a little bit. It's come back down to 0.88. Still huge gains for, from where I picked it up, but the offers aren't coming in as quickly. Um, I, I I don't know. Ryan really convinced me not to sell yesterday when I had those big <laughs> offers sitting on it. Now I'm a little bit upset. Um, but Ryan, you want to tell me why I shouldn't why I shouldn't sell it today? Uh, I think that a lot of the value from these pudgy penguins comes from Twitter. I mean, there's so much hype on Twitter about these pudgy penguins, and you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of meme ability of pudgy penguins. A lot of these pudgy penguins are becoming memes, and mm -hmm. the more people that see those memes, the more people will know what these things are, and that's kind mm -hmm. of how they get the value. You know, you'll see these NFTs on Twitter, and maybe someone will want to buy them, and it'll push the price floor up. Mm -hmm. Uh, so we, I really want to get to this interview as soon as possible. So let's uh, maybe show the the uh, the horses that Brian picked up, and then we can we can start the interview. Oh, my bad. Oh, it's all good. Um, Brian, do you want to share anything about the horses? Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I already pretty much went over it. Um, let me see if I can get one on. It might take too long to sure. bring it up, so we no, can. No, you're just fine. Move you're on. fine. So so I asked the chat what NFT projects they're looking at this week. Uh, 13 Sound says they picked up a cunning fox yesterday. Um, <clears throat> Mattyar says a Rumble Kong NFT. I have not heard of that. Have you guys? No, I haven't. Oh, I've seen it because I, I spent like hours trying to find the next project that I wanted to go into and carefully selecting. That's why I went with the Glue Factory. You guys won in my book. That little contest I had in my head, you guys won it. But mm -hmm. I did see Rumble Kong and um, uh, the previous one you just mentioned i can't find it now but yeah so that's it's, yeah we got a quick question from bruin anteater uh why can't they just screenshot the avatar if someone else wants to use it you totally can man 
you can do yeah, that but it's a fake happen. flex you know it's like <laughs> it's like wearing somebody a picture of somebody else's yeezys it's just not that's not it uh it's it's tokenized <laughs> on the blockchain it's it's an nft right it's basically receipt proof of ownership uh which is where the money comes in um but yeah if you are uh hip to nfts yet we will get you hip with this interview we have uh with us today, the co-founder of Axie Infinity, Alexander. I'm going to bring him on stream right now. Alexander, how are you doing today? Thanks for joining us. Hi, guys. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, sounds great. I'm good. Yeah, I was just watching you you guys talking about NFTs. So, there any yeah, I've, <laughs> I've also, um, I also buy a few, uh, you know, profile picture projects. My favorite one, though. Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, Subducks right now. Oh, I've seen those. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, like now the floor is gonna go up three. <laughs> oh no, 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 no! I don't, I don't show. I think I have like maybe 20, 21 left. I bought thirty at the drop. Uh, What's so the price I, for I, it? I think like zero point thirty six or thirty nine, maybe. Okay. I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I'm tracking it. You know, uh, briefly after I sold all my 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 board apes, I had to find something new, so I got lucky on those two drops. Oh, yeah, not, I yeah, you need some JPEGs <laughs> in your portfolio. Yeah, yeah. I mean, since I Always. am the creator or one of the co-creators of Axie, I mean, you um, have to. been been pretty busy with that. But you know, when there is when when it's NFT season, you gotta you know uh, take some drops here and there. And I have a lot of friends who are you know, super into it, so they let me know when something cool is happening, and then I'm pretty much you know okay, do I like this art? Do I not like this art? Am I confident uh, or can I? keep this even if it goes to zero like would i still like it like that's that's just my framework if i yeah. if i find that 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 is cool then yeah okay i'm, I'm happy <clears throat> i'm happy to do that i have one of uh, a justin Rowland uh nft from one of his drops that the prices keeps going down but i wanted it just because i like i like his art and i like the i mean rick and morty is is good but i like him and a few of his other projects but that's how i feel about it i don't really I'm, it's not to make money it's i can just hold it and i know yeah. i own it I think that's what that, I mean. I mean, it's like you're building your digital identity with these NFTs. I mean, that's the way I see. It's a good segue into Axie and and, and about me. Like what I'm interested in is like, yeah, I think I see games as the portal into into these into owning your identity online because everyone like they're playing games. Back in the day, you didn't own any of the items you had. You could just you're just stuck in one place. Now, if you have your item, like say Axie. Maybe in the future, in ten years, you can use that in, in some other game, or you know, uh, move that back to Ethereum. Right, right now, we have our own side chain, but you know, uh, we we started out on Ethereum, so definitely yeah. into that uh, interoperability aspect. Very cool. So, um, if there's anyone out there who hasn't heard of Axie yet, could you give us like a high level overview of what the game is uh, and how it started? Yeah, sure. So, you know, at, at a very high level, Axie Infinity is a digital pet, you know, community or game universe where you have your cute Axie game characters that can be used across many different games. Um, we launched the project early in 2018. And since then, you know, we've been, you know, heads down, just building, creating different games. Um, it's a little bit similar to some of the, these, you know, PFP projects that are launching now that are, you know, turning into into some some game related stuff. But we were really early there, and then we just kind of doubled down. Our goal was always to make different games. Uh, so we had a breeding game, and then we have a battle game, which is now, you know, found through product market fit. We've got about 1.1 million daily active users. So yeah, I think it's without a doubt one of the more, uh, wow, if not the most used. Yeah, uh, crypto project at this point. 
that's insane. That's a huge number. That that makes actually the, the biggest blockchain game, right? And, and it's only getting bigger. Yeah, I think if not only the biggest blockchain game, like probably bigger than most of these other decentralized applications in the world. And it's also, I guess, seen with with, uh, with the amount of revenue that the game is generating. So I guess what it tells us is that once a game, you know, find product market fit, if it, if it is good, if there is a, you know, a lively community, they will mm-hmm. generate a lot of money because, you know, the, the, the economies are so much more powerful when they're built uh, using blockchain tech. So that's what we believed, uh, and that's you know what we set out to build. And it wasn't some tough times. Uh, now we're at a point where you know, yeah, we 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 do good in the space. I think it, it's pretty exciting to to be here now. So, what do you think if the if there had to be one thing that made Axie so successful? What do you think it is? Um, I mean, it's a combination of, of many different things. I mean, this is a like we we just stuck it out when <laughs> so many of our component like um, competitors got wrecked. Like they they stopped building, they stopped believing mm. in the space. So I would say like a combination of the team and the community that that we managed to build very early on. So we just you know we did unscalable things for so many years. I mean, mm. I think at one point I knew the name of everyone in the Discord. Mm. Uh, just kept chatting with them. I mean, it was the space was so much smaller back then uh, when we got started. So it wasn't really it wasn't really uh, destined that it would be as big as it was today, but you know, it's mm-hmm. just the, that grit that you need to have when you're building something for, for the longer period of time. So combination of team community. And of course, you know, that, that we don't make mistakes in terms of, you know, get smart contracts hacked or in terms of the, the economy side of things, like all of these, like any sort of successful blockchain game should have a combination of game community and economy. If you have these three things, then, then yeah, you're, you're probably going to be doing pretty good in the long term. So cool. Totally. Were you involved in cryptocurrency before Axie Infinity or was Axie what got you involved? Yeah, so so actually I like I'm Norwegian. Um in Norway we don't really need crypto, I feel like. I everyone trusts the government. I mean it's not the same focus on I would say freedom as you guys have in America. Um so I was never really drawn to, to Bitcoin. Um I actually was kind of uh disenchanted when I heard about Dogecoin because I felt like it was so dumb. Um, I didn't see any particular use case. So, but actually, my dad traded uh, traded Bitcoin. Um, but other than that, you know, I, I was I was more fascinated with with Ethereum once that got released, and you know, the ability to build things in terms of you know you can use you can you can basically uh, you know uh, program something uh, on on a blockchain. I thought that was amazing. So when that happened, I really kind of doubled down, and I you know, started reading about you know what happens when you can have self driving cars. They can mm-hmm. they can have their own vows like that kind of stuff. It's just like well, I don't. I think everyone has that thing. You know, when we really you know go down the rabbit hole and you understand what this technology enables, you know that's that's when you get excited. So yeah, early 2017. Mm-hmm. That's really when I when I got started. Um, I bought some ether. That was great. Suddenly it was mooning. mooning. <laughs> that was nice. Uh, started mm-hmm. playing Crypto Kitties. That's where I met the nice. other actually guys. Very fascinating. So it was the smart contracts that really got you interested in it. Uh, do you come from a, a CS or development background then? No, actually, I'm a competitive gamer by nature. Huh. So mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm more from the gaming side of things. I, I played competitive games for maybe 15, 20 years. I represented Norway in Warcraft wow. 3. Uh, Dota, and I was like a top 200 Dota player in Europe at one point. Wow. Old school. Cool. Yeah, so I was like, I'm 35, so probably probably yeah. one of the you know <clears throat> earliest uh, versions of, of gamers. Uh, so we we played games before it was cool, uh, where you know it was just for it was just to win. So that's my mentality. Like I love winning. Um, and then was building communities. I was working in something totally unrelated to blockchain. 
and then I changed my job into gaming um, when when you know blockchain gaming uh, appeared because I thought it would change the way that games are being played. And you know when there are massive shifts in the in a in this particular industry, if you're early there, you can have you know tremendous levels of impact. And that was my belief, and that's why I just okay, I'm going to dedicate my life into into doing this thing. And then and then we did it. Uh, so I'd left, I I I quit my job, moved to Vietnam. Uh, and I lived there for a few years with the rest of the founding team in Axie. It was, hmm. it was pretty great. Cool. I want to touch on just for a minute the price of Axie Infinity's token because it's just shot up like crazy. I remember like maybe a little bit over a month ago it was under $10. Now it's the top. I'm not sure. I, I think it was like 33rd biggest cryptocurrency last time I checked. It's over $60. It just ran up like an insane amount. Um, so from what I understand, there was a change in the game's dynamic that maybe made breeding more more profitable. Um, and, and brought users in. Can you maybe explain um, what what you attribute the the incre- increase in price to? Yeah, so it's a combination of, of many things. You know, when we got started this year, uh, we didn't have our axes on our own sidechain. Everything was on Ronin, so a large part of the game was being gated behind you know very expensive gas fees. Uh, so over the past couple of years, we had been building our own sidechain, uh, which is called Ronin, uh, and then we released that early in February this year. And eventually, we also, you know, let Axie let players migrate their Axies over to to, to Ronin, and that's really, you know, what triggered this. Uh, that was a kind of an innovation trigger, uh, where we had a lot of pent up demand. People were finally able to breed new Axies, and that, you know, let people uh, really enable, you know, see the benefits that that Axie Infinity enabled. Because so much of the value was being lost into into MEV, so you know, miner miners they were extracting too much value out of Axie for a long time. Uh, now you know we took that back. We 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 turned it a little bit more decentralized, more centralized. But then again, you know that that benefited the users because they could they could earn more money. Basically, they can earn more tokens without paying gas fees, and that's you know what, what really triggered an, an immense period of growth. And then eventually, people started to realize that hey, you know the the Axie token is tremendously underpriced compared to the price, uh, you know the amount of revenue that's being generated. So, uh, as an example, in 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 January we had 100k in revenue. Uh, and, and in July we had 196 million, wow. and so far this month we have about 150 million in, in revenue. Wow. So, so these, these this kind of growth that should also uh, you know uh, be reflected in the token's <clears throat> price. And but and we didn't really have any any inclination of why would we have a value capture for the token. We were quite fine with it being you know a little bit lower price. But then we figured, I mean, if Axie is mooning, probably the token should also go up a little bit in value. So. We, we we flipped the switch and we we enabled you know the breeding to to go only in AXS tokens, and that's also what 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 uh, what triggered some growth. And then we also increased the price of AXS so that so that it would capture a little bit more value. And you know that's something that we're constantly you know looking at. So how can we make sure that the economy actually makes sense for everyone who's playing Axie Infinity? That makes sense. So what are some different ways that players can earn crypto through playing Axie Infinity? Yeah, so the there are there are a few simple ways. Um, if you're a player, if you don't have any tokens or any crypto at all, you can uh, find other players in, in our Discord or or uh, ask some friends who you might know who have axes, and they can borrow the axes that they have to. Hmm. If you do that, so then you can play for free, and then you can generate some some uh, some SLP tokens just by playing, or even AXS tokens if you place high enough on the leaderboard. So, so, so that's you know the the play to earn aspect of it. And if you then buy your axes, or if you buy axes, you can also earn 
you know, Ether if you are a good trader or breeder and then you sell them the axes that you breed. So there are different routes into, into, into monetizing Axie Infinity. Cool. Um, so I saw that you guys are thinking about possibly changing the, the amount of Axie tokens that you need or SLP tokens that you need to actually breed Axies. Um, and so with all of the price action on Axie Infinity lately, has that been done yet or is that something still in the works? Yeah, so we actually just had our uh, just had a um, economic update. So the first one was that we reduced the amount of SLP that could be earned in adventure mode, um, and the reason for that is you know we see uh, that a certain amount of a certain player base, uh, you can call them bots, you can call them you know the, the 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 unskilled laborers of Axie Infinity that they're only playing adventure mode and they're not really adding much value to the ecosystem other than you know just clicking. It's a little bit of it's a little bit boring because what we actually need is players who are playing PvP, who are making content, who are spreading the word of Axie to others. Uh, so that's why we reduced that pretty drastically. We cut it by fifty percent. Uh, but then we did increase uh, the 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 amount of tokens that players could earn if they are good in PvP. So what we are trying to do here is incentivize the right kind of behavior in Axie. Right? We want people. We want to migrate the 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 uh, player base from unskilled players into skilled players. Right. That's that that's one part of one way of looking at it but at the same time those who want to just chill and play adventure mode they can do that uh, so we did an economic change there and at the same time we also reduced the or today we actually reduced the axs breeding fee uh, from four to two uh, so yeah the token price is now about 65.8 dollars which is really high of course like it it, it it costs quite a lot to breed a new axie but I mean, it was four axs not too long ago and then the price was 40 dollars so so yeah, these the, the, Price is, is jumping up pretty fast. Have you seen the Axie market react to this change yet? Does it move quickly? Like, are Axies cheaper today than they were yesterday because they cost less to breed? Not necessarily. Um, certain period, a certain amount of Axies, but but some Axies are cheaper, right? The 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 uh, the, the lower level, I would say, the the, the ones <laughs> okay. who are worse at you know winning, right? So right. we we see Axie as you know. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with something like Magic: The Gathering or Pokemon yeah. games, right? In all these games, like card playing or collectible games, you need a meta level deck. If you have that meta level deck, that's when you can compete at the highest level. And actually, that might cost like one thousand or two thousand dollars. And if you have that, you know, you, you can actually you do really well in the arena if you're a good player. Uh, uh, but the worst level of axes that they're they're dropping a little bit in price. But we have another mechanism to you know incentivize people to hold axes uh, on their wallets. So the more axes you have in your wallet, the more energy you can get, so that you can actually you know uh play more more games and generate more more tokens so it's a very i, I would say uh <laughs> delicate system that takes a long time a lot of trial and error to figure out in a good way and i think you now that's what we're pretty good at in the team very cool so i want to i want to point out a comment from i think it's paulo ebay um that the axie is viral here in the he was talking about fluff world can mm -hmm. i run I don't, I don't think so. I think I like Axie so. is Axie is viral in the Philippines. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so I mean it, might, it might be Fluff World too, but Axie is definitely viral in the Philippines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So can can we talk about maybe um, what do you think made it viral in the Philippines? Maybe how play to earn could have led to this. Yeah. So that's really where it was. So actually, I was on Filipino TV the other day. That was that was interesting. <laughs> they were making like a segment on Axie. So yeah, you know, last year, um, what we saw is that. It was possible when we re we had released the the token economy, people didn't really understand like what was happening. They had no idea <laughs> what was possible. Uh, but there was a small. Uh, we had some influencers in the Philippines who were who were uh, who were spreading it to, to smaller communities. And then in one place, it really stuck as the as the price was increasing a little bit. 
as what these people figured out is called the Nueva Isiva, uh, that, that city. And that's also where a documentary was, was filmed. So in that particular village, it started to go viral uh, because people started to realize that, hey, we can actually make, you know, way, way, way more than the minimum wage just by playing oh, the game. Yeah. And that was, point. I mean, and that was, you know, the, the trigger. So people started quitting their jobs. They, they started doing like a full-time axis. So I'm pretty sure it's changed that village forever. Uh, and it's very humbling to see. And it also like a lot of responsibility um, to see how many people are living of Axie in the Philippines. And then it's just, you know, I've been tracking on the map, you know, where is it spreading from one village to another? It's really, you know, it's very interesting uh, to wow. see, um, to see just how fast that grows. And now it's even spreading to even Ghana. So I saw some guys in Ghana who were, you know, the same thing you would see, you know, back in the day when you were looking at people who were teaching other people about Bitcoin, like these small meetups, these, you know, minor places. It's like the, the not really the dredges of society, but like the, 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 the people who, you know, are a little bit geeky, they're first, uh, they want to teach other people, you know, what's happening here, magic, internet money, you know, now it's magic, digital pets. Um, <laughs> and that's, you know, what, what's happening where, where there are, there are meetups now about Axie across the world. And that's something that we definitely want to, to incentivize uh, and we will be doing more of. Yeah, and those that, PvP games really go uh, viral over there too, just like in segments. But this one looks like it kind of took off and held strong. But you got a really good point where they're making more than minimum wage by playing on, you know, you can play on any computer. You don't need a really expensive rig or anything like that to do this. Just need an internet connection. You can make a lot more money than, you know, whatever job is down the street that is uh, paying, you know, minimum wage. That That is, you're right. I mean, changing these people's lives forever that's awesome it, it it's pretty um yeah it's it's quite you know humbling as i said uh because there's a lot of responsibility how can we make this last for a longer period of time um so that the economy doesn't really burn out it's a, it's one of the risk factors for example i think not only in axie but in any type of blockchain game so AO Finance has any plans to reduce the barrier of entry for new players? I know you guys have a scholarship program, so if you could touch on that, that'd be great. And then also, if you do have any plans to actually do reduce the barrier of entry, um, we'd be interested in hearing that as well. Yeah, so kind of starting at the, well, the first thing is the scholarship. So the scholarship is actually enabled by the native account system that we have in Axie. So the way that works is the private key that players own, it determines the amount of actions that they can do on chain, where you can sell axes, you can claim rewards, you can, you know, anything monetarily. And then there is another part of the account system, which is basically determining who can use the axes, who can play with them. And that's, you, if, if you just have the account, you know, credentials, you can just log in and play. Now that, what that enables is that you, if you own many axes as a person, you can give your credentials to someone else, for example, or give them a QR code so that they can log in on your account and then play on your behalf. So that's basically how the scholarships got started. It's not something that we as a company, you know, enabled specifically. We're making something internal, an internal tool so that, you know, this happens automatically. Right now, it, it's... Um, it's completely community created where, you know, the community guys, they are hiring players and they are distributing salaries to these guys. Some, of course, are running away with the money like you would have in any other, like people are scamming others. I mean, that that's just, you know, human behavior. And on the other side, you have, you know, really tight scholarships where 
you know, the, 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 the person who owns the axe is known as a manager and the players are scholars, right? They're working for that guy. So, I mean, there are many, many stories where people have, you know, yeah, been lifted out of poverty just by playing for someone else. So, you know, that's the scholarship situation. Uh, we're working on tooling to make it, you know, even more safe uh, so that people can, you know, distribute. Like, it happens automatically through smart contracts. Um, on the other side, you know, what, what can be done to reduce the barriers to entry? I mean, to be fair, the hard thing about making a game like Axie where there is real money involved is that people need some kind of skin in the game. Um, if not, it's like it's too beneficial to break the rules because by breaking the rules, there is only stuff to gain, but you don't have anything at stake. So you actually need to stake something. Uh, and in this, this sense, that would be the axes that you own, because if you break the rules, you would actually be sanctioned. Um, mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily that we're going to make reduce the barriers of entry to earn something a lot. Like that is determined by the, the real axes that players can buy. But what I'm more fond of is is like letting players demo the game. Now, I'm not sure how old you guys are, but like I'm a little bit older, so back in the day, you're older than them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You used to get like a PC mag, uh -huh. and in that PC mag, there was like a demo. There was like a CD demo that you could play, uh, and to, to just try out the game before you bought it. Like I see that yeah. being a more you know natural progression for us that we release you know just the just the tippity top, so that people can just try the axi a little bit, see if they like the art, they like the game, and if they then want to you know double down and, and actually play it, that's what they can do. That makes sense. I've heard that scholarships are actually really competitive to get. So do you have any tips on how to actually secure a scholarship? Or is it mostly wow. just luck? Mm. That's really hard, actually, because I see some, like, the demand is totally crazy. I mean, in the scholarship channel in Discord, you can just see maybe every second the person is writing to get a scholarship. So, uh, and mm. I mean, like, almost every second of the day. Um, what I see is a lot of people are making, you know, cool things, um, and posting that on Twitter and hashtagging Axie scholarship or, you know, trying to, to de and trying to send that to, to some guys who are running scholarships, like cool memes or art or music or like anything that, that if, if they have a skill that they can share with the world, that's exciting for, you know, people want to be close to other guys or other people who are passionate about something, who are builders, who want to, you know, add value, not only extract value. Like that's the difference. Like if you're a person who wants to add value into into a scholarship, then you should just find a way to to make sure that people see you. And if you, it's it's an it's an acquired skill. You need to have something that other people will like. And I mean that that's just how easy it is. Or you can just be an annoying person to spam like, "Hello, sir, please give me a scholarship." Like, if there are a million, like you need to think about it. Like getting a job. Like what would separate you from anyone else? Find your skill or you know what makes you unique. I think that that's what I would do. Yeah, that's really good advice. So for anyone who's just tuning in, our guest today is Alexander, the co-founder of Axie Infinity. Uh, so smash the like. We're at 45 right now. I think we can get close to 100 for this crazy interview and drop your questions for Alex in the chat. We have a couple good ones um, from some in-depth players. Uh, Anand wants to know, is there any way, is there a way to nerf the reptile? <laughs> yeah, I don't really give... Uh direct feedback on the you know product and, and the balancing of stuff like my role uh i i'm i'm uh, i've actually taken a step down on the product side uh so i work mostly related to, to investors business stuff you know uh evangelizing but of course you know if things are super crazy 
I see that and I'm telling the team, you know, maybe we should dial this down. But uh-huh. usually they just tell me, hey, man, we got this under control. So I definitely trust our team. Uh, like the reptile is a very broad thing. Like I, I'm not necessarily certain that reptiles are imbalanced. What I would say is, you know, we look at heaps and heaps of data when we are balancing and, um, you know, changing things. And in, in the future, it's probably going to be even more than that. So I believe in data uh, more than, you know, hey, this thing is too strong. Like that's, yeah, it's, it's too, yeah, it's, it, it's too uh, personal, right? You might think it's, it's too strong, but that doesn't really mean it is too strong relative to the entire game, right? Yeah, and maybe you just need to get good. All right. Yeah. Uh, or that, like you, you can say that in, in other in other terms, right? Uh, so, <laughs> Hat Dog wants to know uh, when are you going to implement Axie skins? Yeah, the good thing about Axie is that the design space is so open that we can, you know, make a whole lot of cool stuff in the future. I would say that we're maybe only fifteen to twenty percent finished with Axie. Wow. Like there's land there, you can make many different other games. You you can you can turn it into a virtual world in the end. Uh, and then you can, of course, like implement skins or do other things inside the the battle game itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm more fond of, you know, let's say if you can implement, you know, something like taunts or, you know, the, these are very basic things in other standard games. You know, the reason why we don't have them is because we needed to make an entire blockchain first. Like, yeah. I, I mean, that that that's just how it is. If we could only focus on the game for three years, it would be a very different game. No. Yeah. And one last chat question. I have to go grab a charger for my computer. Do you think a low uh, Axie price would mean more bot farms? I mean, it's possible. Um, low Axie prices, yeah, people would buy them uh, because they they would they they. I mean, that would be a lower risk for them because if the Axies got banned, like it wouldn't be as painful. And uh, and I'm sure some people would do that, but at the same time, I mean. It, it it is what it is. Like a lot of people will buy axes anyway. Uh, and play them. And I mean, I'm bot botters are just one part of it. There are a lot of people who are you know writing or or sharing videos of bot farms. What they don't understand is that at the time that these videos are shared, like those bot farms are ninety nine percent certain already banned. Because if not, why would they share the videos? Like it doesn't make any sense. So imagine if you have a bot farm and you're then taking a video of that and you're sharing it online. Like if we see that, of course we're gonna ban your ass. It. Yeah. So it's like that would be the dumbest thing these guys would ever do. <laughs> the reason why they're spreading that stuff in the in, in social media is, is they want to like fud and want mm. to show, hey, this is what we're doing, right? So I mean, I just I hate those guys. I mean, whatever. I, I'll, I'll ban every <laughs> single one of them if I can find them. Like no mercy. Yeah. Um. So uh, one thing I do want to say, yeah, I do remember PC Mag, and I remember I I did a lot of uh, competitive Halo Two gaming and stuff on the original Xbox and um, <clears throat> League of Legends and all that stuff. And I I don't know if Ryan and Logan were around whenever Halo Two and Halo One were making its big big range, <laughs> and it makes me feel like an old man. Oh, I got some Zoomers here. I know. <laughs> I get I get it. Trust me. But uh, so off of that, um, there's. Uh, the a- AXS ecosystem is slated to launch in, um, you know, later this year or into 2022. What kind of utility is going to, it will it bring to the Axie token? Yeah, so the Axie token is created to capture value in Axie Infinity and to incentivize the right kind of behavior from the players and the stakers that we want. So 
one of the things that we see frequently happen in many, many ecosystems is that those who hold the tokens, they don't really do any work. They're passive, uh, they're passive investors. And at the same time, they get rewarded by, you know, staking rewards. Uh, for us, you know, that's not so attractive. We would rather, you know, give those who are doing that extra level of work more rewards. So you can think about it like this. If you're staking the token, the AXS token, you will get newly issued AXS each week. Uh, but if you do some extra work, and that work what work might be, you know, a mission that we as developers tell you to do, like that weekly mission could be something like, hey, maybe you want to tweet about Axie. Hey, maybe you want to play the game, like for a game, for one game, right? We could incentivize the right kind of behavior that we want our players to do. And if they do that, they get more rewards. So I think that's a key aspect of, of, you know, how we see the ecosystem. And at the same time, you know, if you do that, you'd also get the chance to, you know, decide what what the money is being spent on that's in the treasury. So, you know, that that's just how we see um, how we see this evolving. Like there has to be interest in this. Like people have to care. People have to, you know, do something. If, if not, like this is not really going to work uh, in the long term. And at the same time, you know, we respect that there is passive capital too. They can get something. But, you know, maybe it makes sense to reward those who are, you know, actually care and, and do more yeah. stuff. Like, what do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, that makes makes total sense. The, we've we've learned one thing during this show in the last couple of months uh, that um, a product is really only as good as its uh, community. And as long as you have a healthy, happy, engaging community, it, it's really it's much harder to fail. And mm -hmm. on top of that, you have a skilled dev team, you have a skilled pro you have a really awesome product and a lot of, you know, a full ecosystem with a lot of back, um, like backdrop, like depth to it. I mean, th there's no, there's no wonder why Axie got to the point where it is now, mm -hmm. but going back to the community, I mean, if the community respects the project and, and it goes vice versa, I mean, it, that that's your biggest chance of success. You can be selling, fucking bananas on a JPEG, but as long as the community is good, you know, you can make millions of dollars. It, it, it's all about what you put in and what you expect your um, community to take out and put in as well. So that's why I think a lot of the success comes from is what you guys have done really, really well. Yeah. I mean, we realized that really early. I mean, so that's why I'm saying like we, we did unscalable things for the longest time. And I also, and I think it's about respecting what NFTs really are. Yeah. Like from my point of view, NFT is like you're minting a part of the soul. Like you're minting, uh, you are putting a part of the soul of your company or that game or that brand onto the chain. And it's like lasting forever. Mm -hmm. If you make a mistake in that process, like you're basically just like asking your fans, you, you're telling them to fuck off because you don't respect them. Yeah. And I think so many people are doing that with NFTs. Like they have no idea what they are shipping into the wild. Like they have no idea when, when you have influencers, like they're creating their first NFT and it's like just a shit show. Like what the hell are you guys doing? Like, please, there is only once first time. Like you can't yeah. take it back once you've minted it on the chain. And if you have committed to that, that's mm -hmm. reality. Like there's no going back. Like even if you try to delete it, like people say that the internet is forever. Blockchain is forever. Like yeah. literally, there mm -hmm. is no way to go back here. And I think, you know, mm -hmm. people need to understand that. And, and that's probably, we understood that uh, before many people. Uh, and, you know, that's a part of why we're successful right now. I hope mm -hmm. that many people will understand that too. I mean, I see so many cool projects uh, popping up now. Uh, as I said, like, 
the board board APL club they do they're doing it great. I think Subtox as well are doing it amazingly. I, I like the founder there, and the, this like has unique art. Probably also sorts of these other you know PFP picture the PFP profiles that you know have good ideas. But in the coming year or so, maybe two years, we'll see who can stick it out. Like there's going to be yeah. a bear market sooner or later. Uh, I mean, I'm not. Uh, what's that dude like Tony Vase? I'm not that. I'm not that bearish uh, as yeah. he is oftentimes, but I mean. I mean, it's not going to go up forever like that. That's just yeah. how it works. There's a bubble, but, you know, like you said, there's so many more things to do with NFTs. And it's not just art. It's just part of soul. It's part of this whole movement. And there's so many different things that you can happen. But, yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. Yeah. So I want to go back. I know you mentioned the plots of lands coming to Axie Infinity. I know they're already available on the marketplace. Um, how can users actually monetize this land once it comes to the game? Yeah, so uh, land is a very interesting concept. I try to, you know, be a little bit cagey about it, um, but you know, at a very high level, I see land in 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 the same way that I see axes. You know, axes are, you know, game characters that can be used in many different games. Land probably will be the same thing. Like I can see land being one game, which is very you know Clash of Clans like, and I can see land being used in another virtual world where. You know, you have land, you can put, you know, your similar to Decentraland or Sandbox or whatever uh, other type of virtual worlds. So I think that's a that's a thing that, that I'm very excited about. I think, you know, people have a very limited view point of, okay, I'm trying to put things into my box here, but like that's not how it works. Like if you just have people who care about the products, about the, the, the ecosystem, there is unlimited amount of value that can be added to NFTs. And land, particularly, yeah, it, 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 the, the potential there is just massive to, to make something cool. For now, though, uh, it, you can look at your land, you can trade your land. Like you could, you, that was the use case for Axis for quite some time too. Uh, but we're working on uh, on on deploying something there. But it's going to take a little bit of time, you know. As Axie is scaling fast, you know, a lot of the resources that we have have to be redirected into making sure that the existing product actually works. So if it doesn't work, we would have players who were, you know, oh, I purchased these expensive axes with the premise that I would be able to play. Suddenly I can play. All right. Makes them sad. And of course, us too. Very totally. cool. So Axie Infinity has generated more revenue than many of like the big DeFi uh, giant blue chip uh, like protocols. Um, so can we talk a little bit about Axie's current business model and maybe some possible future <laughs> business models? Yeah, so when we're considering, yeah, my girlfriend in the back here. Uh, when we're considering, you know, the revenue streams of Axie, there, there are, you know, at this current moment, there are two, two ways for us to make money. So we have one, which is the marketplace fee, is very straightforward. Whenever uh, an Axie or land is being traded on our marketplace, we take a four point twenty five percent commission fee. So that's one part of it. I think that that is generating maybe like one eighth of the total revenue in these past couple of months. And then the 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 last you know seven seven eighths uh, come from the breeding fee. Whenever an axie is being bred, it requires like SLP, which is the part of the token that can only be found inside the game. And once that is being used to breed, that token is being you know burned. Then you have the other part, which is the AXS token, uh, which we then put in the treasury, and that's you know where the where the the most of the revenue is coming from. So people are buying AXS. Uh, to breed, and they are earning SLP inside the game. Uh, <clears throat> as well. Where can you get AXS? 
I think you know most markets right now. Maybe uh, you know they, maybe Coinbase is one of the few places where it's not traded. I'm not sure if that's happening or who knows. Uh, not, no leaks there yet. But I mean, uh, other than that, in Binance, up it to all the all these other places, even you know any decentralized exchange, the liquidity is really deep. Um, I didn't check it today, but like, yeah, it, it's what is up? Yeah, the volume. Oh, is it really that high? Yeah, the volume is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It's seventh in the world today. Wow. On the twenty-four hour volume. So <clears throat> well geez. So have you and done any, any any big fundraising or been approached by uh you know any accelerators or, or venture capitalists? Yeah, so we we um you know our company, the Sky Mavis company, has has gone through an earlier accelerator from five hundred startups um in in uh, when was that twenty eighteen? Uh, or mm, I'm thinking I can't I can't recall if it was 2018, 2019. But yeah, uh, we 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 did that, and uh, and then we had a seed round, or then we had a Series A round a couple of uh, months ago. After that, we also sold some tokens, but we would pre- we 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 prefer to not sell tokens at this point. Like we're very bullish on AXS, so we're trying to keep as much as we can. Rightfully so. On our, yeah, on our balance sheet, like we just want to stake mm-hmm. it. We want to stake our tokens uh, so that we can, you know, be be a part of the upside of Axiom. Uh, and of course, like in terms of institutional investors, yeah, I mean, I think the we've invented a new market, right? So uh, there should be there there is plenty of interest from you know probably the, the top investors in the world. Right now. I'm sure, yeah. So something you mentioned earlier, a uh, really cool part about NFTs is that they can go into other games. Um, so are we going to see Axies in Decentraland someday? Are we going to see other NFTs in the Axie Infinity world someday? Do you have any cool upcoming partnerships you can tell us about? Mm, I mean, Axies, you know, there, there's been a, part, a smaller part uh, that's been like some stuff. Some people have made something in Decentraland, uh, but it's not, you know, a direct partnership. Like Axies could be, people could, uh, could uh, use the API and then, you know, put things in other games. Um, but, you know, what we found is that when we were we were doing partnerships with, for example, like Aave, MakerDAO, we even had partnerships with Samsung, up, um, and, uh, and um, Ubisoft, uh, like on the, on the more like larger side back in the day. And we also had, you know, uh, partnerships with like smaller blockchain gaming studios. But what we figured out is that this is actually a distraction from our core mission. Like we just want to make great products, and you know maybe we'll partner with some you know super exclusive, uh, large luxury brand in the future. Depends a little bit if we see that it's a good fit for Axie and the community. But you know we're in such a luxurious position that you know, we don't have to do anything we don't like. So everything that we do, we're just gonna you know we do what we want because we like it because we think it will benefit our user base. And you know if if people don't you know the the, the some guys maybe. On a partner with us, yeah, they, they they will have to have something good to bring to the table. That's an awesome position to be in, I'm sure. Yeah, it, I mean, super luxury. <laughs> Back in the day, I mean, we were hustling hard. Like I didn't know anyone, so yeah. uh, I mean, you just have to keep hustling until until you until you can you know reach the top. I'm not sure if this is the. I mean, this might be the crypto top, but you know, uh, there, there's an entire world out there to you know conquer and and, and win. So that's where it's just starting. It's just beginning. yeah. I mean, yeah. people don't like how many like. People just know crypto as you know Bitcoin. Yeah. People think Bitcoin is crypto. Like crypto yeah. is much more than Bitcoin. Yeah. I mean, I, I sure. I mean, I might hold some Bitcoin, um, but you know, crypto is is like it's a brand new paradigm for owning assets, owning your identity, owning all of these 
these things that like you you could never do. Like when they made the internet, there was a mistake. They 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 failed at certain aspects of it. So we're remaking the internet in our image, and I think mm. you know that's uh, what, what what excites me about the space. Well, Alexander, thank you so much for coming on today, sharing the Axie story with us. It's, it's inspirational. It's amazing. Uh, I'm so excited to see what you guys do in the future and when you build out the rest of that 80% of the game uh, that you were talking about earlier. Um, I don't have any more questions, so I, I want to turn the floor over to you. If you have anything else you want to let the audience know, any shout outs you want to give, the floor is yours. I mean, shout out to everyone who's playing Axie, who's holding on to AXS, who is tweeting about us, who wants to be a scholar, everyone who's involved in Axie. Um, you guys are amazing. Like We couldn't have done this without you. There's still a long way to go. So yeah, it's going to be tough sometimes too, but you know, you just have to stick through it. Like good, good things come to those who, who do things for a long period of time. Like nothing comes easy in life. Like that's my truth. That's what I believe. Awesome. Agreed. Thanks, Alex. All right. I'm going to peace out. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Have a good one. All righty. That was the Axie interview. Hope you guys enjoyed. If you did, let us know by smashing the like button so the YouTube algorithm can show this to everyone else who plays Axie. We can spread that incredible story all across the internet. Make that shit go viral. Uh, and also go go retweet some of the clips on the Benzinga Crypto channel so people can see it there as well. Guys, what do you think of that interview? It's always really good. Yeah, every time we have someone that I don't really like, either I don't know a whole bunch about, or that I'm always super surprised at how in depth and awesome the interview is. Oops. Yeah, that dude was really smart. He had a great story. He was great at communicating. Uh, It seems like he really gets it from from every level. Oh yeah. So we we got three minutes left. Should we rip a Rooney to Moon or bus? Maybe just do two or three. We haven't done it in a while. (laughs) Rip an MLB real quick. I mean, the show is called Moon or bus. We might as well. All right, Ryan, get that, uh, get that coin market cap up. I'm going to roll the intro. been way too long since we've done this segment but if you are new around here haven't seen this before this is where you guys drop your cryptos in the chat we look them up on coin market cap and we give them a moon or bust rating so blow up the chat right now we have time for i think one or two uh and we're gonna have to go really quickly um boom boom, boom. let's should we start with the axs token or the slp token moon done <laughs> next yeah <laughs> I mean, I mean, what is there to say about it? I mean, it, it is. It's like the biggest crypto project there is, uh, there is right now. Yeah, I think I think it was super undervalued for a while. It's it's catching up now. It's it's expensive, yeah. but rightfully so. They're generating a ton of revenue. We got ADA on the chart in the that chat too. ADA has <clears throat> also been ripping lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe we pull that one up as 187. well. One eighty seven. I bought in. I think at forty three cents. Very not nice. too shabby. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know my position on ADA, I'm not a huge supporter of it just because they don't have a smart contract ecosystem out there. Um, Otherwise, you know, it looks like it's promising with two layers. There's a computational layer and a transaction settlement layer. So definitely some cool ideas, but not too much execution. That's why I don't like it. Um, That being said, I think it's going to go up with the bull run. I think there's a lot of hype around it. I think we could see much higher prices Mm -hmm. than we're seeing now. 
Uh, I'm still giving it a bust, though. So um, well, I, I agree with you. I think they're they're one of the slower ones to come out the gate with their actual project and product and doing everything I want. But there's so many big names, and <clears throat> I'm going to give it a moon because it has potential promise. If you look at the five ten year plan, it's a big one. Yeah, right. I'm going to have to disagree with you as well. Um, even though I'm a big Ethereum bull long term, I think Cardano has its place in the market. I think that Charles Hoskinson has the ability to execute and the following to execute. The, the team is also superb. It's one of the, it's like the second or third fastest growing uh, and most quickly developing projects in the space, uh, according to the Electric Capital Developers Report from last year. Um, I think that they have a solid product. The team is really solid and the market's just going to take them all the way up. My price target on, on Cardano is like, like a conservatively like five bucks. Um, so I hold a bag of it. Moon from me. Same. Moon, moon, bus. Overall, uh, moon. Two out of three moons. Two out of three moons. It's officially a moon. Uh, maybe we do Solana really quick. Oh, it's already three o'clock. Um, it's a moon, we, too. It, it's, okay. Yeah, it's, it's probably a moon, too. Um, <laughs> we, they're all moons. We'll go into it more next time. We'll be back Friday. Uh, at two o'clock Eastern time. So set a calendar reminder, uh, maybe like 40 of them. You don't want to miss it. We have another great interview coming up for you. Um, but, but speaking of great content, stay tuned to the channel. We have another amazing show coming up next, pre-market prep at the close. If you want that stonk action, stick around, follow that redirect. Um, but for now, this has been Moon or Bust, your home for all things altcoins. And DeFi, we will see you on Friday. Peace out. ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done